Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. At this point, most shows are winding down. Roy is just getting started. The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Oh, yeah, my turn. Later on in the hour, it's going to be beauties. And the other part of that equation, that'll be me. Catherine Swift, Linda Leatherdale, Michelle Simpson will join us. Michelle is in the United States of America. So she'll be able to give us a bit of an insight on what's being said, at least in her part of the U.S., where she is, about the uh, developments yesterday where the FBI director and um, starting the as we talked about last hour, resuming the investigation into the Hillary Clinton server. It's, you know, I have to tell you, it always still surprises me that our phone lines inevitably and invariably are absolutely massively jammed when it comes to us talking about Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton or the election. And I've come to the conclusion that for some people it is the election, but for many people, and and I think there's a component part for for all of us uh, at play here. It's just the utter fascination with how incredibly um, off the rails this campaign is, and we can we can back it up. I mean, it's not just the last couple of weeks. It has just been off the rails for so long that, that you, you you wonder just how much worse can it get? What's the next thing that can happen? We're 10 days away from the vote. It's always, um, is it the second Tuesday in November, right? The U.S. elections every fourth year. Well, it might as well be every year because the 2020 election campaign is already underway. We know that. These interminable election campaigns, I wish they would just do what we do in, in, in our parliamentary system. I mean, so 10, 11 weeks and done. It gets nasty enough in 10 or 11 weeks. But over two years, you can actually develop some pretty ugly feuds. And some of the things that have been said about other people who are running for high elected office, and in this case, for the leadership of the arguably most powerful nation in the world, the things that have been said by some contestants about others, contestants isn't the right word, is it? Yeah, it is. Actually, it's like reality TV. It is. They're contestants. Yeah, it is. It's it's the correct word. Some of the things that have been said are just absolutely beyond the pale. And that's P-A-I-L. And it's full. The pail is full. F-U-L-L. All right. It's our uh, <laughs> third hour. And uh, coming up will be Catherine, Linda, and Michelle. And we'll talk a little bit more about the pail with, uh, with the beauties. And it's also the 
well, sort of the first anniversary of the Trudeau government. It's a little more than a year, but how well have they done? The thing is, 51% of Canadians are saying they're very happy or reasonably happy with the, uh, with the, with the performance of Trudeau, although, although, I don't take any delight in this. The prime minister was ripped by progressives, young progressives, just the other day. What's a progressive anyway? Anyway, Mr. Trudeau got some uh, sneering commentary directed his way. More, as they like to say, to come. So we'll talk to Catherine, Linda, and Michelle about the, uh, the one year in office for the Liberal government. Taking care of themselves very nicely, haven't they? At least some of their ministers have been really good to themselves and then to each other. And then they blame Stephen Harper. I love the way that works. Or the system. Yeah, we've had these things in place for so long now. The systems that are in place require us to spend all of this money on ourselves. We wouldn't do it. And we recognize, as Trudeau says, we recognize that it's not right, it's not correct, it's inappropriate, but the system is in place, and so we don't really have any other choice. What are you going to do? Exactamundo. Reverend, Reverend, where am I going? Reverend? Did you know that you're a reverend? Heck. Hardly. I mean, I... (laughs) Mayor Hector McMillan from Trent Hills in Ontario. I was thinking of somebody else and something else. See, you can't do that. You can't have your mouth say one thing while your brain's thinking of the other thing because it inevitably and invariably results in a collision. Mayor Hector McMillan from uh, Trent Hills in Ontario. You know, Heck, has... uh, He's gone to Germany for his pancreatic IRE nanoknife surgery after it was denied him, at least payment was denied by the Ontario healthcare bureaucracy and by the provincial government, even though it was available to him in Kentucky within a matter of days, it was denied. And uh, so Hector went to Germany and had it done there. And there were significant numbers of Canadians who participated in a GoFundMe effort to help the mayor. And I have to say this to you, Heck, when I spoke with you yesterday, and it's so good to have you back on the show, when I spoke with you yesterday, your, the energy in your voice and your, your sound was just so different. I mean, you just sounded like a guy who had just had, just had a huge energy injection, and that's the only way I could, I could think of it. Got a new challenge ahead, against, I got, uh, ahead of me, Roy. Yeah, I want to talk to you about that, but the... the uh, the surgery was a success, correct? Yeah. I'm here. And I'm alive, I'm alive and I'm well. And and you told me the surgeon told you that uh, the things had gone well, and he, he told you that immediately following the surgery, right? Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what happened when he went to Germany. What, tell us about the town, the, uh, the the hospital, the the doctor, and how things progressed from uh, from the time that um, that you got there until the time you you got on the flight to come back to Canada. Well, it's um, uh, an old hospital. It was built in the 30s, and uh, um, it's been all renovated. Uh, uh, the wing that I was in was as good as any five-star hotel I've ever been in. Um, they introduced you to the room, and you know, it was a, 
Um, you know, you give you a robe and they give you all your own towels and they give you a, a room with a, a safe on it and, a, and its own refrigerator. And, um, you know, it was, it was like a five-star hotel room. And I was a little surprised. I went in originally thinking that uh, I was going to have a couple tests and then I'd come back in a couple of days for the surgery. But uh, no, they said, uh, you're staying here. Uh, your your wife can, and your son can go back to your apartment and uh, and get your bags, but you're, you're here with us now. So I was in two days before the surgery and seven days after the surgery. Um, surgery went for four hours, uh, huge brand-new surgical facility, all located several levels below ground, uh, brand-new building. And um, uh, within four hours, I was back in my room again. And Which that was is amazing. It. it was over. Which is absolutely amazing that you were, because you were texting me just a couple of hours after coming out of the OR. That's right. And what I, the sense that I had at the time, and we did have one conversation with you on the air when you were in Germany, but the sense I had was that they, these people at that hospital, the doctor and the staff, had generated, and you tell me if I'm right or wrong, but I had a sense that they um, instilled in you a sense of confidence. Oh, absolutely. Um, from from the minute that I had I read about the uh, IRE technology, I, I knew it was for me, and uh, it, things couldn't have gone better. It went exactly as I had expected it would, and for them over there, it was routine. So the doctor comes to see you after the surgery, and he tells you what? You're good to go. Everything went well. Everything went uh, as, as well as expected. Um, where they normally use four of these probes, he said that the, the, t- the tumor that I had was of uh, larger and irregular shape, that they used a fifth probe. So when they inserted the five, the five probes in and then electrocuted it, that was it. Game over. No more tumor. No more tumor. No more tumor. So what now, heck? What, uh, what has to happen now? What's the follow-up treatment consist of? And that's the follow-up treatment will be in Canada? Yeah. Um, I'm having I, – I, I drove to Hamburg in Germany, and um, uh, I gave uh, fresh blood samples and, and had samples of the tumor sent to uh, a lab there, and they're doing DNA sequencing on, on the tumor. And when I get that report, I'm sending it out to Alberta where there's uh, guys there that will uh, insert it into their, all the, in, the data into their computers, and it will spit out a chemotherapy that um, will track down any remnants of the, the cancer wherever it should be in my body and eliminate it. And it may even be a natural, a natural treatment. So it establishes what your DNA makeup is. Of the tumor, yeah. Of, of the, the tumor's DNA makeup. Yeah. And then that is injected into your system, and it and it hunts down what may still exist or may still be lurking yeah. somewhere and, and destroys it. That's, that's, that's the, correct. Wow. Let me take a break. Let me take a break. I want to talk to you some more when we come back. Because Mayor McMillan told us that he also has a message for the Ontario government and for the health minister who um, they would not fund his surgery. And the mayor told us there's a thousand people in the province of Ontario annually 
will require this very same type of surgery. So the question then becomes, if there's a 1,000 people, and if the Ontario government isn't going to be funding any patients, from what I understand, uh, to be treated to have the IRE knife, nano-knife surgery outside the province and outside the country if necessary, why do we have that piece of equipment? Because we do have the actual tool, the nano-knife that does the surgery. Why do we have that? And are there no surgeons in Ontario who are specifically trained to perform that surgery? And if there are no surgeons in Ontario, are there other provinces where there are surgeons who are trained to do this work, to do this job, to do, to do the pancreatic surgery, the, um, the pancre- pancreatic cancer surgery? And if not, why not? These are all questions that beg an answer. Because we're talking about people. We're talking about people who are fighting that terrible disease. And if there's an opportunity and a real chance and a good chance of defeating it, then when we have the equipment, then why isn't it being used for that purpose? We'll come back. Stay with us. Passionate, patriotic, a little bit pugilistic, and always professional. Hear what Roy Green has to say on the Chorus Radio Network. I'm on Twitter at the Roy Green Show. Follow me at the Roy Green Show on Twitter. Emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com and podcasts at RoyGreenShow.com on the webpage. Listen back to anything that we air, including my conversation with Mayor, not Reverend, with Mayor Hector McMillan of Trent Hills, Ontario. So, heck, look, it's so good to hear you. It's so good to know that you had a successful experience in Germany, that you feel good about what happened. And I understand there's probably, there's always going to be some level of, let's get this, let's get this chemo, this dedicated chemo out of the way. And and let's, let's just make sure that everything's taken care of for good. I understand that, but you're feeling so much better than, than you were when you went in, feeling positive about things. What do you say to the provincial government of Ontario? What do you say to the health minister Given that, as you've pointed out to us many times, of the thousand patients a year who face what you've faced and who have the same, essentially the same message from the province, oh, nothing we can do. Too bad. I've got words for him, and they're coming. I'm going to the ombudsman. I've uh, I've already started drafting my my letter of complaint to the ombudsman, and depending on the outcome of their investigation, should they take it up, and what actions. Uh, come from the ombudsman's office. Um, from there, I may very well go to the OPP and, and even possibly the RCMP. There's there's people that need to be held accountable for why this isn't in place, and there's people that need to be held accountable for why the OHIP uh, out-of-country funding program is rigged for the applicant to fail, and it's rigged even worse if you try to appeal their decision. You, had that, you, had, you, you had that sense all the way through, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's unbeatable. You can't beat them. It's their game. They write the rules. It's their bat and it's their ball. What have some of the other people who are also dealing with pancreatic surgery, 
uh, pancreatic cancer and need the surgery as you've had, what are they what are they telling you? Because there are others in Canada hearing about you uh, who are going to Germany, just as you heard about other people, which led you to Germany. Um, well, that's that's a really good point. And at, and at this point, I'd like to say hi to the Roland family. I know they're over there with mom right now at the at the hospital in Stralsund. Um, I met them before before I left. And uh, they heard uh, all about it uh, on, on your show, and, and they jumped on a plane and, and took mom with them, and, and she's over there being looked after right now. And there's others as well. Were they um, getting the same message you got? Well, too absolutely. bad. There's nothing we can do for you. Nothing we can do. And, that, and, and they're from Alberta, and they heard the exact same thing. And that is what you were told, correct? In, in so many words, there's nothing we can do for you. Unfortunate, but that's the way it is. Yep, nothing that we can or will do for you. But there are things they could do for you, but they've there's something going on, and that's why we got to find out what's going on here. There's no reason why the exact same nano knife machine at the Toronto UHN is not being used for pancreatic cancer. The doctor's there, the surgeon is there, they know Dr. Martin in Kentucky. Either he or one of his team will fly up and and show them how to use the machine. And I know that at least one of the surgeons there has been to Kentucky to Dr. Martin's office. They've seen how it works. They know how it works. There's something wrong. But Heck, I don't understand how it is that you can have the machine in the hospital. It's there. It's ready to go. It's, it's, you need to buy, from what I understand, you have to buy software packages uh, unless they come with the machine. It's for, there. They've got it. Well, they, they come with the machine. So they have the, they have the necessary software. Yep. So, now, so now it's a case of, of having of a surgeon trained up to do the procedure on that machine. That's right. So you've got the machine, you've got the software. So why isn't there the incentive, rhetorical question, why isn't there the incentive to use it for what it was intended, at least it's intended for other things as well, but use it to perform the kind of pancreatic cancer surgery that you had to go to Germany for? That's the the question, right? Follow the money. There's something wrong, but I understand they want to have a study done in Canada. The studies have already been done on this machine. There's already a 200-patient multicenter study that was done in the United States a couple of years ago, and that was handed to them for free. All right, my friend. We are going to, as we like to say, and we do, we're going to stay in touch. And as you move forward, we'll move forward with you, Heck. Thanks so much, and thanks to everyone who's uh, helped me survive this. We're on your side. Talk to you soon, my friend. Thank you very much. Mayor Hector McMillan, Trent Hills, Ontario. There's his status today. We'll come back with the beauties right after this.